Hello, everybody, and welcome to the SWAT Radio program here on Friday, October 27th. I'm David Gray, along with my buddy Brad Sykes from the, we were just talking about this before we came on the air, the at least tied for first winning team in the recent RLI golf tournament. Brad and Doug were talking about RLI on, on Wednesday, and I was listening to some of that broadcast, and I said to Brad today before we came on, I said, you know, you talked about all the important stuff about RLI and what it does and the money that was raised to support them right. and the training pastors all over the world. And I said, but you didn't get to the really important stuff that we tied for first. So. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great day, didn't we? We did have a great uh, day. You know, Doug had asked me, and obviously SWAT Radio was one of the sponsors yeah, for the holes, golf tournament. Right? A couple, couple <laughs> holes, their signs, SWAT Radio signs were up. In fact, I was uh, I had pulled up a, a picture of Doug and I from – it's probably three years ago. It may have been middle of COVID. I have no idea. And uh, of I had Vicky out there. Doug had Lori out there. We're out there playing golf. The girls would hit maybe a shot a hole or something yeah. just to. Yep. But uh, yep. it was good playing with you guys. We, I had, mean, we a, had a great team. Yeah, and John John Heinzel was part of our team, and Brian Andrew, our fellow SWAT brothers, and John's obviously been out of town for a while for the last couple of years with his job, but he recently got back to the area and so it was good to play with him and, it was uh, and uh we made a lot of crazy putts so uh well you we have to you have to in those uh in fact we were we were we were talking about how we played at the tpc you know a few months ago right. and we made everything in sight yeah you know so many people i'm sure you're the same if they've heard you played at the tpc by the way that's the players club mm -hmm. in jacksonville ponte Vedra beach you know, if they know anything about the tournament, well, what'd you shoot on seventeen? It doesn't right. matter. You could have you could have birdied every hole right. till the, it's all about what happened on seventeen. That's and correct. all I remember about seventeen this year, and obviously we've played there a few times, but the only thing I remember is we all knocked it in the water on seventeen. Yep. We've been playing out of our mind the whole day. Yep. Uh, I don't know At what least we are putting out of our mind. We are certainly double digit yeah, under we were, par. Yeah and uh yeah putting out of our minds for sure which you have to in these tournaments and uh <laughs> we all dumped it in the water on 17 but we we do get it on the green finally from the drop spot. and we've got yep. about a 50 footer for bogey and we drain and it brian made it brian andrew <laughs> made it that's right so, uh, and that we were as excited about that one as we were about any of the birdie putts because we thought we were going to make a six or seven or something uh, on the hole but completely anyway we had a great day and uh our our another great swat brother and friend scott baldwin was a was a uh one of the uh tournament officials and uh because we lost in the tiebreaker, I've had no end in the delight of giving Scott a hard time, even though he really had nothing to do with the tiebreaker decision. Uh, well, just tell us how you came to that conclusion, yeah, Scott, Scott. I mean, <laughs> he says he had nothing to do with it, but uh, I've had I've taken him. great delight in uh, giving him a hard time and telling him that this may be an irreparable divide yeah, exactly. in our friendship, but. Yeah, it was a great day, and a lot of other, like you said on Wednesday, a lot of other SWAT guys out there. And that's, you know, there's a lot of heaviness in the world, isn't there? It really is. In fact, and, I, <clears throat> go ahead. I was just going to say, and, and we talk a lot about the importance of 
community. In fact, that's yeah. one of our five SWAT pillars and uh, the importance of holding each other up and, 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 and even in holding each other accountable and, and sharpening one another, there's, you know, there's some seriousness and there's some weight to that. And sometimes though, in community, you need the fun and you yeah. need the lightness and, you know, if we're made in God's image, then God has a sense of humor, doesn't yeah, he? And, uh, and you and I have talked about this. One of the great things about the chosen uh, series about the life of Jesus is I, I think they do a great job with their sanctified imagination, yes. picturing Jesus with yeah. a sense of humor. Yeah, exactly. But he must have had one. Yeah. I, and anyway, we, totally. it, I think that was the other day was one of those days where it was just in addition to doing something worthwhile, hopefully for the kingdom, right. it was fun just to laugh and have fun and rib each other and, and all of that stuff. So. That's one of the things uh, that God gave us. God gave us laughter, Absolutely. joy, fun, right. and, uh, you know, playing golf with uh, three other brothers who love Christ and yep. can make fun of one another. It's, it's okay. You know, <laughs> we kind of give little jabs here and there. I had, yeah. Had a, I sent you a text that, man, I had a slam day, uh, started this morning down at the Jacksonville Business Fellowship mm -hmm. down there, went from there into this building uh, to do an interview with our, my good friend, Ray Strickland and his wife, Melissa, who run Co-Passion, and then uh, went and had lunch with Jeff Dalrymple, my co-founder at the Christian right. Chamber, went from there to meet, uh, talking about some good company, just went and met with uh uh, Dr. Danny Aiken. Dr. Danny Aiken's the president of Southeastern Seminary up in, uh, I guess that's up in Wake Forest area. And then uh, Tom Messer, uh, Pastor Tom Messer is the pastor at Trinity uh, Baptist. And uh, Mike Hevner. Anyway, so I get invited to this. Hey, come hang out. And and so we're just sitting over at Cross Creek Barbecue. I've already eaten, Jeff and I have already eaten sushi today. So we just got to sit there and listen to these guys, you know, just intellectual elites you know in, in the ministry and i've just and now you got to talk to me <clears throat> well i mean <laughs> another intellectual elite <laughs> uh. well i'm just i'm just coming down to my level you know you ever get around those kind of people oh, yeah. and you're like yeah i've got nothing to say here you know oh yes and, uh, dr messer's like hey uh you know here's my number you know love to come on with you guys and yep. uh it's just it's sweet to get around guys and same way i mean you know you got a you got a, a president of a seminary uh just cracking up just telling some hysterical uh jokes well uh, that's that's a lot of fun where where people at that uh intellectual level as you put it are also have a great sense of humor exactly and, and yeah yeah well i was gonna say your day has been a lot more interesting than mine i've just been working <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I, I, uh, this is a highlight of my week, honestly. Uh, you know, Doug and I have a great time throughout the week, and just like you and I, I mean, but I only see you usually once a week, yeah, so right. Fridays are a, a special day, and, uh, you know, so oftentimes I, I obviously have the opportunity to talk about what SWAT radio is about, and obviously we, we talk about it here on the air, but to, you know, for Dr. Danny Aiken to ask, sure. tell me about SWAT. Yeah. And, uh, you know, just to, you know, hear, uh, men like that who have devoted their life to training and equipping and teaching and pastoring, uh, to hear them talk about how much we value and why we, we're doing what we're right, doing. Right. And, uh, they're like, yes. Yeah. So, so what we need. And I, I was so 
uh, and if you didn't get a chance to listen to Art Remington yesterday, who was Doug McKay, Doug's guest, at least for the first half, um, great, uh, great, um, great interview yesterday. I've known Art for probably, let's see, I met Art probably in 2009. I'm going to shoot him a text here in a little bit. Just tell him how much I enjoyed listening to him. Mm. And Doug brought it out that, you know, these are dark days right now. Yeah. I mean, what we're, what we're seeing, listen, the, <laughs> Never in my lifetime, I'm sure you would agree, um, have we seen the evil that we're seeing yeah. today. Yeah. And uh, and everybody's got an opinion on it. I right. think that's what's amazing. Right. And I'm not saying, listen, uh, my wife asked me the other day, she said, can you explain something to me? Why can, why when a, why when you say a, a man is a man and a woman is a woman, and that's the way it is, that's considered violence yeah but when you say um when you say uh kill all the jews mm -hmm. that's free speech yeah yeah very selective yeah and, and the answer the answer to her question i i don't know that i have it except to your point we're seeing a level of insanity and evil in the world that yeah is unprecedented certainly in my lifetime yeah i was without a doubt I, I, there was something that's really really good and i want to i'm going to look it up real quick yeah well while you're doing that i you know i again i this is a program for whenever we say anything about end times or revelation right it, it, i always add the caveat it's a program for another day but i've always thought about the fact that we know there's evil in the world and and there has been since adam and eve fell but God's restraining hand is 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 on the devil, right? Is on our enemy, and even though he has been given certain authority over the, he's the prince of the air. The mm -hmm. Bible says, and we're talking this week about Jesus coming. You know, I mentioned this in SWAT yesterday. Is is an invasion in that sense into enemy territory, but God's hand is still restraining, and yet it says in Revelation that at some point. God's restraint, the devil will be loosed yes. for a short hour, yes. right? In comparison with the thousand year reign of Jesus, which is again, a, a topic for another program. But the idea is it says Satan will be released or unchained, if you will, to deceive the nations. And I don't know that that full, I don't think that that full unrestraining has happened because Right. The gospel is still going out. That's right. People are still believing. And in, in fact, in many places, like never before. Yeah. But if the world is as evil as it is right now, what's it going to be like when God completely removes yeah. his restraint? Exactly. And so that is a chilling and 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 scary thing. And, and something that I don't think, to your point earlier, that we think about very often, or especially in this country. Yeah. And you mentioned, I heard you mention on Wednesday with Doug, that just there's a generation growing up without being taught history, certainly without being taught about fearing God and, and about repentance that we're talking about this week. And so this this situation in Maine, boy, is yeah. and I know we'll get to it's that. It's amazing. Let me read so this because I know we're going to take a break here in just a minute. This was uh, part of my study this morning uh, down at the Jacksonville Business Fellowship, Second uh, Corinthians chapter 4. Beginning in verse 1, it says, Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart. 
I mean, by the way, it just stopped right there. It's easy mm. you, it, to lose heart. Absolutely. Um, verse 2, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 3, and even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled only to those who are perishing. Mm -hmm. And here's the verse that just got me this morning. In their case, speaking of those who are perishing, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers mm. to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Mm. You know, we look at the world today. Listen, it may be your neighbor. It may be a family member, a coworker who just doesn't get it. They just don't get the gospel. It's because the God of this world has blinded them. And, and David, I, I may have even confessed this. I, I certainly did to Brian on the golf course the other day. As he and I just kind of got to talking about how important it is that as brothers in Christ, and we're looking at it even this week when we've been talking about repentance, is the, the importance of one of those pillars of the SWAT is, is community. Mm -hmm. that we, we were created to be in relationship right. vertically and horizontally. And part of that horizontal relationship is being transparent and being yeah. honest with our with our yeah. brothers. Yeah, um, I, and well, we know there's the I don't have the reference, but the verse that says, "Confess your sins to one another, so yeah. that you'll be healed." And somebody said to me once, you know, the more light you pour on something, the better. Amen. Yeah, as far as sin Amen. goes, and it's hard to do that, but important. So. Yeah. Amen. We're going to take our first break on SWAT Radio. Give us a call at eight four four seven 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 nine two eight if you have a comment or a question. And we will be right back. Hope you'll join us. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.acedoor.com. The Florida Georgia Truth Network on the air in Waycross at 91.3. They say sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose some. And right now, right now, I'm losing bad. Stood on this stage night after night. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes. Glad that you are with us here on our Friday edition of the SWAT Radio program. And uh, we are going to be getting uh, back into our, our text here in the Gospel of Mark and 
focused on repentance. I know basically what Doug's done with this passage in Mark, chapter 1, verses 14 to 20, is kind of break the one passage into three mm-hmm. studies, if you will. Right. Um, right. And uh, the first one was on the kingdom of God, or the kingdom of God being at hand, and the time being fulfilled, and then on uh, focusing on what Jesus said because of that, to repent and believe. Mm. And this week, on you, you and Doug mainly have been talking this week and focused on what does it mean to repent? What does repentance mean? And yeah. then next week, uh, we'll be talking about what we talked about in SWAT Bible study this week, which is the focus on believe yeah. and, and what does that mean. So, yeah. Yeah. But before we move on to that, we were talking in the break. Just want to mention again, speaking of heaviness, this awful situation in, in Lewiston, Maine with the shooting that happened there and no matter where you fall <laughs> mm. uh, on firearms mm. and politics and all of that, this is just a, a human tragedy and, and, and can't imagine what these people are going through. These families, you know, you go out for a fun night to bowl and all of a sudden, mm. you know, your family members, including some kids don't come home Yeah, and uh, just, just an awful situation. And so I want to keep them in our prayers and, and our, uh, you know, also to pray for the family of, Whoever did this, they they think they have a suspect. I don't think they've caught him yet. Um, but, you know, where do you have to be to get to that point where you're going to do this? Well, terrible. Th- you know, it's, uh, uh, you know, there, we were talking about there's so much darkness going on. Uh, there there always has been. Uh, some of we, we don't know about it, but because of the world we live in, we, we're 24-hour news. Right. We're, we see it constantly. Right. We're bombarded with it. And the reality is, um, uh, it, we live in a fallen world, yeah. and I, I don't mean to use that lightly. And the the reality is, we are experiencing what happens when God removes His hand, when when God turns people over to their depravity. Yeah. Uh, but for the grace of God, uh, it could be any of us, yeah. and and. I think it's very important in times like this, and I, I'm just going to confess. There's oftentimes there's so much darkness. It's like I I just would rather bury my head in the sand yes. and not hear about it. Correct. And, I'm uh, the same way at times. Yep. You know, and, I think, and you get numb to it. You well, get you desensitized because there's you, so much of it. You absolutely do. Right. And uh, right, I don't think that's good. No. Uh, I'm not saying we ought to waddle in it, but we certainly ought to be aware of what's going on because to me, these are opportunities for yes, us. Yes, agreed. Um, you know, you think about, okay, so can you make a difference in up in Maine? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Ask yourself, can, can I make a difference? Can Can God do something in and through me in an area where I don't know anybody? Yeah. Uh, can he do that in Israel? Yep. Uh, yeah, I was so appreciated. Doug yesterday or at uh, SWAT, you know, is, is taking a contribution, taking mm-hmm. a donation mm-hmm. uh, for Raed, right. who we both know, who's uh, is Palestinian, actually. Right. Uh, but he's a Christian. Yes. And doing tours in Israel. And being hugely impacted. Massive. By, by what's going yeah, on. Yeah, massive. And, yeah, you're right. You know, I think sometimes we almost, I know I'm guilty of this, almost have the attitude of, well, I guess the least I can do is pray. Right. Yeah. Well, that's not the least we can. No, do. exactly. Right. That's exactly what we should do. And when we say again, I'm being kind of general here, but sometimes I have that attitude and because you feel like you should do more. Well, that's a lot. Yeah. That, that, that tells yeah. us whether or not are we really believing <laughs> yeah. that God yeah. listens to our prayers and 
that the prayer of a righteous man is, is effective. And the other, the other thing I wanted to just was thinking about and wanted to mention, you know, you, when things like this happen, there's a writer, I don't know who it is, but I've read this quote. There's only really a couple things that speak to or pierce the human heart or the human soul. And that is this writer contends beauty and pain. Yeah. <laughs> right. And there's, there's a lot of truth to that, that, that to your point about there being an opportunity when things like this happen, I, one of my prayers is whenever I hear about things like this and I'm praying for people I don't know is that, is that people will come to saving faith because of this, right? Yeah. Obviously the people that are gone are gone, right? And as yeah. bad as that is, we can't do anything about that. But in praying for the people that are left behind, the prayer yeah. is that God will convict their hearts and because what we don't, what God promises, people ask the question, right? It's that cliche question. How can a good and loving God let things, terrible things like this happen? And to your point, we live in a fallen world, and that means the God, what God promises is we'll never be separated from him yeah. when we trust Christ, yeah. when we are in Christ, right? And there's a, there's a creed, I, I, again, I can't, remember exactly which one it is. It might be like a common prayer, but it says something along the lines of that God is our only hope in life and in death. Yeah. Right. And so even if our physical body dies, which we're all going to, mm-hmm. um, we'll never be separated from him yeah. and we're protected. Yeah. We're in him and yeah. we're secure. Yes. And so that's yeah. the promise. Yeah. Whether we die in a shooting in a bowling alley or whether we die at a hundred years old right. of natural causes, right. And I don't mean to at all make light or be flippant about that, but the promise is that he has us yeah. in, in the palm of his hand. Well, the, the times like this are when we hear the, the biggest question of all, why? Mm. Okay, why? Why did this happen? You know, and we taught you, you, you mentioned it, but how can a loving God mm. allow something like this to happen? Right. I love this quote by Spurgeon. It says, so surely, so surely as the stars are fashioned by his hands and their orbits fixed by him, so surely are our trials allotted to us. Yeah. I don't know what yours are. I don't even know what mine are. I know what I've been through. Right. He goes on, he says, he has ordained their season and their place, their intensity and the effect they shall have upon us. Mm. And I, I w- I'm sure you would agree that whatever trials God has taken you into and through, you can look back and say, that was good. Yeah. Uh, wasn't fun. No. Nope. Didn't make me happy. No. Nope. This is the whole idea. God wants me to be happy. And no, he doesn't. If you're his, that's not his goal. His wants goal. wants me to be holy. Exactly. He yeah. wants you to look like him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my personal experiences, uh, I have, I have been sanctified through the trials that have come in intensities and in seasons. And I'm able to look back now. I'm fully confess. I'm not looking forward to the next one. Uh, I didn't enjoy those, but I see them as good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and God, while, while all things are under his control, he's not the author, as we've said many times, mm-hmm. of evil. Yeah. He, he does not cause this. Evil in the world, whether it's our enemy, our, you know, human, human beings are 
sinful at birth, right? Yeah. And and unless we're reborn, you know, and so there's there's evil in the world. Yeah. Well, and that's you know that's the difference between those who know him and those who don't know him. The, those who don't know him think that this world is it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's not for me. Right. I mean, it, can it be great? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, we've been able in the years that we've been alive, been able to experience some really amazing things. Mm-hmm. Been hardships, yes. But listen, Jesus said, "I go and prepare a place for you." Right. Okay, so. Jesus is in that place that we're going to go someday. Yep. And uh, there'll be a, a new heaven and a new earth. And that's what I'm longing for. Yeah. Yeah. But as, as as they say, if, if if you're still breathing, you still got men, you still got work to do. Sure. And yeah. uh, we're still on this side of glory, as Art Remington said yesterday. And I think it's uh, we have to be good stewards of that. Yeah. We can't bury our head in the sand right. and act like it's not going on. Right. And all this is is to say that we come back to the original point. Pray for these people who are going through this. There are there are trials, and there are there are different levels Ooh. of trials. Yeah. And this is to me about as bad as it gets if you get news that your family member, yeah, out of the blue yeah. like that in such a way when you think they're just going out to do what they always do, right, right, and they're gone. Yeah. I, I it just can't imagine. And uh, so our hearts and our prayers just go out to. The folks there and, and anybody who's listening, we just ask that you'd remember these folks in your yeah. in your prayers yeah. and and also, of course, the situation in Israel. We mentioned Riyadh and and we others that you know Doug certainly knows over there and and uh, just a just a difficult difficult situations with a lot of believers and and people who aren't believers but who don't have a who don't really have a lot of skin in that game politically, right? Um, are caught in the crossfire. Yeah, and and kind of what stirs you to uh, engage in those conversations? Um, I know it seems like we're we're so distanced from what's happening in Israel or even in Maine, being in Jacksonville, Florida, mm-hmm. or Meridian, Mississippi, or yeah. Virginia Beach. The reality is, uh, pray that God would give you the words to say. I, I've been, I have quite frankly, David, been so discouraged by some of the things that are happening in some of the, you know, what we would consider our elite universities, our elite schools and what, what is being said. You just realize, I, I think of, uh, 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 Proverbs 17, 28, that says, even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise when he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Mm. Listen, I think there's times you need to zip it, mm-hmm. stop talking, yeah. you know, and here we are talking, but the reality is people are saying stuff they know nothing about. It reminds me of a few years ago when the, and I, again, I don't want to go too far down this road, with, you know, but when all the riots were happening in this country over a variety of things. Right. And it's almost like people are just doing these things. And I, I know people feel they're justified in many ways in, in protesting and doing this or that, but it's almost like it's just the thing to do. Right. It's just the thing to do. And the other thing is we've talked for a long time, whether it's here on this program or just among ourselves about some of the stuff being taught in our universities and what's going on. Well, now the, you know, the chickens are coming home to roost. Right. I think what we're seeing is a is a is an outpouring of what's been going on inside these places for years. I 100 percent agree. And uh, I I don't to your point at the beginning of the program. I don't think, and Doug said this, you guys had a great conversation about this the other day. 
I don't think a lot of these young people especially have any idea about what our enemies really want to do to us. Right, exactly. And, you know, I've said this on the air before. I, I Again, I might sound like I'm 100 years old, but I think every kid middle school age and on ought to have to watch the first 20 minutes of Saving Private Ryan or, yeah. or something like that to really see yeah. what people did for you to live in this country and yeah. have the freedoms that exactly. you have. Exactly. And I don't think they understand what our enemies want to do to take away those freedoms yeah. and, and more. Well, again, they're, they're, they're pitching a lie that we can have utopia here. Mm, right. Now, this is right. a fallen, broken world. Right. It doesn't take long to notice that. That's right. Well, on that, we're going to take a break at the bottom of the hour for the news. That was uh, deep stuff. That there. was deep stuff, yeah. We're going to get into our text when we come back, uh, and we will be right back after the news on SWAT Radio. This is good news, maybe exactly when you need it to. Right now, switching to MediShare can save you even more than usual on top of what you'll save each month by becoming a member of MediShare. So many people are looking for a healthcare solution right now, especially given how inflation is affecting us. And MediShare is the affordable, reliable alternative to health insurance. The typical family saves about $500 a month. You might save even more. And MediShare is a Christian community that's been sharing each other's healthcare costs for 30 years now, and they're making it easier than ever. Apply by October 31st, and you can save an additional $150 on your first month. I'll give you the number here in a second, but just tell them the promo code SHARE to get your additional savings. Maybe now is the time to make the switch, like more than 400,000 people already have, and start saving. Here it is. It's 844-55-BIBLE. That's 844-55-BIBLE. 844-55-BIBLE. There's major delays because of a crash on Normandy Boulevard affecting both directions at Dorito Drive, and that's closed down all the lanes there. Also, delays because of a crash on I-10 westbound at Cassett Avenue. That's blocking the right lane. Partly cloudy tonight, low 68. Saturday, mostly sunny, high 83. From the Traffic and Weather Center, I'm AJ. Listening or just joining us uh, before the break, we've been talking some about a lot of the heaviness and evil that's been happening in the world, particularly ongoing in Israel and and now closer to home. The the this awful shooting that's taken place in Lewiston, Maine, and um, during the break, um, Brad and I were talking, and you know we're we're confessing to each other. You know we feel help, kind of helpless sometimes mm-hmm. and aren't sure what to do, and we're hoping that. You know, our conversation uh, maybe is helpful to some of you that are listening and, and, and wondering the same kind of thing. What There's so much going on. It can be so overwhelming. What can we do? And, Brad, I know you wanted to mention something that Art Remington no, was talking No, I mean, talking D- about. Doug and I were talking – Doug and uh, Art were, were talking about this yesterday. You know, what, what sh- how do we respond to these? You know, and it, it's almost – it sounds rather simple, um, but we need to be – men of prayer 
we need to be, you know, and again, I said it earlier, we may feel distanced from what's going on over in Israel. Maybe you've never been to Israel. Maybe you don't understand the, the complexities of what's going on there. Uh, that's okay. Um, maybe you're not familiar with uh, Louisville, Louisville, Maine, or Lewiston, or Lewiston yep. Maine. Yep. Uh, and we feel like we're, you know, listen, I got enough of my own problems and all that. I get it. But listen, we can pray for these people. Mm-hmm. We can pray for those situations. They need our prayer. If we're not praying, then we don't believe in prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fully convinced that when I'm not a man of prayer, then I don't believe prayer is powerful. Yeah. Prayer is incredibly powerful. And I think as men, men in the church, men of faith, SWAT men, is that when we talk about being warriors— a lot of that happens on our knees. Yeah. And so uh, being men of prayer, and how do you pray? <laughs> you know, just start, ask God to bring comfort, bring healing. Right. Be Listen, uh, you know, uh, there's a, and I'll find it in a minute. Um, you know, j- just the Prince of Peace is our God, mm-hmm. and he can bring peace. Yep. Um, I think there's, yes, there's financial uh, things that we could probably do. The other thing is get into the word. You were saying it earlier on the break about how you were not totally up on what's going on in Israel, and you went all the way back uh, to to kind of get up the speed. Just on what's happened there over the centuries. Yeah, right? this this isn't this didn't just come out of the blue. Right, this has been going on for thousands of years. Right, and uh, anyway, I, you know, Art and Doug talked about that a little bit yesterday. Yeah. Just the importance of. <clears throat> Uh, being men of prayer and being men of the word. Well, it's good that the topic this week is repentance because that's something that I need to repent of. And and it's not so much not believing in the power of prayer, but it's what you said earlier. It's about getting overwhelmed and finding it easier sometimes to just stick my head in the sand or think, uh, it's just a, it's just another thing. It's kind of the old Billy Joel, you know, we didn't start the fire. There's been right. stuff going on forever and it just seems like it's getting worse and and but but you make a convicting point and that is if i am overwhelmed and have that attitude and think oh what's the difference then i'm saying effectively that i don't believe in the power of prayer and and you know that's something to repent of on my part and um so this whole week <laughs> between talking about this and talking about repentance uh, certainly um convicts me yeah this is uh i was just thinking of this quote by aw tozer it says while it looks like everything is out of control behind the scenes there is a god who has not surrendered authority Mm. Mm, that's right (laughs) yeah we look at the chaos of the world and we think god has just you know left us no he's with us yep um it doesn't mean that everything's going to be, you know, just as we desire it to be yeah. and that we need to pray. And you about being men of the word, you know, just go back. I'm, I'm on my, uh, not no official try to read through the Bible schedule. <laughs> and I'm in, you know, in the old Testament, I'm in judges and you just go and read, you read all the things that happened in Israel back then and how often mm. it, it appeared to them, to the people that God was had abandoned them or 
that that he wasn't in control when of right. course he was every bit in control Absolutely. always now did he choose to give them over sometimes or give them over to their own sin or to their enemies yes but that was a completely in control decision on his part he's never not in control so right, right. i'm glad just personally that we're talking about this because i get discouraged to the point sometimes or or um lazy maybe is yeah. a better word yeah um, yeah uh, that that I don't pray about it. Well, as I prayer is oftentimes inconvenient. Yeah, uh, it's inconvenient. Uh, you know, obviously we're we're talking about repentance, and can't help but think of Second uh, Chronicles seven fourteen. If my people, who are called by my name, humble themselves, and pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then he says, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins mm. and heal their land. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we want a healed land, but we're unwilling to humble ourselves and seek the yeah. Lord. Yeah. So, well, I know this, that's heavy. We, yeah. <laughs> heavy half there. Well, and we're going to, we can continue that. But uh, the passage this week, um, that is, has been for the last few weeks, is, is, Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20, but particularly verses 14 through uh, and 15, which I'll read quickly here. Now, after John was arrested, Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God, the euangelion of God, as you guys have talked about quite a bit, and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. And and two weeks ago, uh, Doug talked about... Um, that whole first part of that, the kingdom of God is at hand and the, and the kingdom gospel. This really, this particular part of the study is really, he's titled it the kingdom of God or the kingdom gospel part mm-hmm. one, two, and three. Right. And kind of the first part was about talking about Jesus proclaiming the gospel, the euangelion and, 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 and what that meant in that culture. And then talking about also that, what, what do we mean by the kingdom of God and this idea that it's anywhere the rule or the will of the king is obeyed. And uh, and then talking also about the time being fulfilled. And and this week, talking about Jesus' first words were, because the kingdom of God is at hand and because the king is here, repent and believe in the gospel. And this week we're focused on what does that mean to repent. And you guys had have had a couple of great conversations about what repentance is and what it isn't. And kind of trying to define that a little bit, and um, and then next week uh, we're going to get into, as we said, talking about what does it mean to believe the gospel. Um, I have a little thing I want to read here. I'm not going to do it right at this moment. I'll do it when we come back because we're going to take a break in a couple minutes. But um, Jack Miller, officially known as C. John Miller, is a guy that um, wrote a curriculum that I've been through, and maybe others that are listening have been through, called Sonship. Yeah. And it's very good. It was a. It was one of those studies. I can point to a few times in my life where I think God really changed me, and that was one of the studies that really changed my thinking and and taught me a lot. and And Jack Miller has been. He died a while back, but his son is Paul Miller, who Doug has had as a guest. Yep. The book that comes to mind that Paul wrote is a, a Praying Life, yeah. I believe, and he, I know he's written other books. But anyway, Jack wrote this book originally titled Repentance and 20th Century Man, 
it's been updated to be mm-hmm. repentance and 21st century man and it's a nut it's a very easy read it's a it's a it's a powerful subject and a deep subject but it's a short little paperback just over a hundred pages and uh just wanted to read a little bit of that when we come back but i i think again this idea of you know what repentance is brad and that the fact that jesus mentions it right as the first reaction to hearing the gospel right that that's the first thing he says is repent um and doug mentioned that most people would say it's this feeling of being sorry and uh, one of the things I think that this book taught me and that others, you know, have taught is that we can't work up repentance on our own. That That's repentance right. is a gift from <clears throat> the Spirit yeah. and that God convicting our hearts over our sin is is what causes us to repent. And that that, speaking of prayer, that we should pray for the gift of repentance so that it's real and and true and genuine and not just a, well, I feel sorry and I'm sorry because I got caught or anything right, like that. Right, right. Well, I mean, I think that uh, one of the things I've always appreciated about uh, Doug and SWAT, Doug doesn't shy away from dealing with the hard things uh, that will change us as men. Uh, and I realize uh, not just men are listening to this broadcaster. But the reality is God is in the process of sanctifying us. Praise God, right? Mm -hmm. And part of that is recognizing the reason we don't hear a lot about repentance in the pulpit is because we don't hear a lot about sin in the pulpit. And and I'm not, that's uh, that's a wide blanket, obviously. I I know our church teaches on sin. I know yours does. Um, And that's an important part of sanctification. Absolutely. Uh, it's like golf. If, if I if, if your swing didn't look good, I, I better point it out to you, right? <laughs> People point that out to me often. <laughs> anyway, we're going to take our last break on SWAT Radio. We'll continue on repentance when we come back. Hope you'll join us. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomnehl.com. The Florida-Georgia Truth Network, on the air in Arlington at 91.7. There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame. There is good news for the world who walked away. There is good news for the doubter, the one really 
Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes, glad you're with us as we close out the week here on SWAT Radio. Um, and we have been talking about uh, all week, as past couple of weeks, Mark chapter 1, verses 14 through 20, and talking particularly this week about Jesus' call uh, as a reaction, a response to the gospel that he proclaimed uh, to repent. And uh, Brad, I dug uh, in his teaching on this, you know, talked in, and I, you guys probably talked about this, but it's, he had a good, what I thought explanation or definition it's of repentance. It's not simply a change of mind about who Jesus is or a desire for new circumstances. It's a new life embracing the rule and reign of Jesus over my sin and my life. And I, and I like that idea of it's moving from self-rule to truly being in light of the euangelion, right? To truly yes. being a subject of the king and being ruled by by Jesus. Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I know we've dealt a lot, especially over the summer when we talked about repentance, you know, in regards to the, the uh, <clears throat> discipleship gospel, that repentance is not a work. Mm. It is not a work. Um, it comes about. It, it, is, it is God working in you. To, to turn you back and it and to me repentance and I want you to read what you're going to oh, yeah. read it, it it is an ongoing thing I am continually right. repenting right because as I spend more time in the word of God I learn more about God mm-hmm. and I learn yes I learn about myself but what I learn about myself is nothing good right. it's it's the depravity Right. of my own life that's right and it, it's this constant turning back it's like a u-turn yeah <laughs> and, and yeah jack turpin i mentioned this in swat the other day jack was on doug's his light board and jack was an associate pastor at our church for a while and longtime senior pastor at a church elsewhere in florida and jack used to say much of the christian life is us walking away from god and god pulling us back yeah Exactly. Through repentance. And, and and Jack would say, and hopefully as we grow in Christ and become more like him, the walks get shorter exactly. and less frequent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I tell my wife every every time we get on the road for a road trip, it's not really a road trip unless I make three U-turns. <laughs> <laughs> the reality is in life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, those U-turns are fewer yeah. and far between. And like you said, they're, they're maybe not as far down the road right. as you should right. have gone. Right. Uh, you've probably been there, right? absolutely where you were like i I probably ought to turn around now well it's yeah (laughs) of course with gps the old male the jokes about men not asking for directions aren't quite as relevant but like you and i think back before we had gps or think about your dad trying to find some place it it just was against our pride and ego right to ask for directions so um i wanted to mention one more thing that we talked about in our thursday SWAT group yesterday this idea of regularly repenting and i and i know you agree with this and 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 mean this that just as the reminder that our continuous repenting is not because we're losing and gaining regaining our salvation right right it's it's there is a repentance unto life where god saves us he regenerates our heart he gives us the gift of repentance to believe the gospel right to and and there is a confession of sin involved in that and a repentance certainly but the repentance, the ongoing repentance that you're talking about for the believer is it's like that idea of when Jesus washed the disciples' feet, right? And P- 
Peter said, you're not going to do that to me. And Jesus said, well, then you don't have any part in me. Yeah. And Peter said, well, then wash my head and wash yeah. my hands. And Jesus basically said, you don't need a bath. You're already clean. Yeah. Meaning you're mine and your sins are forgiven. Right. But you need your feet cleaned up. In other words, in the muck and mire of daily life, we still sin. Yeah. And we, we sin and that sin is a communication barrier with God. It affects our relationship and we need to have that position of humility to come before God and say, I blew it. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's the, and, and what does it say? It says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit or a contrite, contrite heart, heart and a broken yeah. spirit. Right. Right? right. right. So right. that that's the position that we are to take, not because we've lost our salvation and have to get it back. And I know most of our listeners are, would agree and be aware of that, but just want to be clear that that's what we're talking yeah. about. Well, I think of the scripture says, create in me a clean heart, yeah. renew a right spirit in me. Listen, that, 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 that is a daily prayer of my own, <laughs> right? <laughs> because my motives oftentimes are not pure. Uh, they're not right. They're not clean. You know, that it, it is, right. it is a, a, yes, I've been cleansed uh, with his righteousness yep. and cleansed from sin, right. but uh, I still sin. Yep. Yeah, I'm still yep. infected. You know what I mean? Yep. I wanted to, if you'll bear with me, I, I wanted to read a couple pages just from this book, Repentance in 21st Century Man by Jack Miller. And I would, in light of all this conversation this week, highly recommend this book. Uh, you can probably get it online. Uh, C. John Miller is his name, and it's Repentance in 20th Century Man. And he puts this so well. I'll give you a little taste. And uh, so he starts off, this is the very beginning of the book. Most of this study on repentance I wrote at a time when God had made me aware of the greatness of his love in a new way. This new consciousness of his everlasting mercy came as I learned to confess my own sins more forthrightly and to turn from them with deeper hatred for every evil impulse in my heart. The joy and relief this gave my struggling soul is simply beyond words. At that hour, something of the glory of the cross appeared before my eyes with transforming and healing power. What we all desperately need to see is that the love of a holy God is manifested covenantally at the cross. In the sacrifice of the Lamb of God, the Father promises to receive contrite sinners on a daily, no hourly basis. The cross says, no matter what your sins, unlimited mercy is available to those who turn to God through Jesus' mercy through Jesus' merits. Thus, at Calvary, we behold the infinite nearness and compassion of the infinitely majestic God. The Father, in the gift of his Son, has put himself under eternal obligation to returning sons. Having satisfied the demands of his own holy law, the Father must open his mighty arms and embrace every returning son, and he must do it every day. He has promised to do it. Luke 15, 11 to 32, 1 John 1, 8 to 10, and God cannot lie. To be near God and to have God near us is the whole purpose of human life. But without sincere repentance, there can be no face-to-face -face fellowship with the Father of lights. An unrepentant heart is self-satisfied, proud, and cold. God resists such a heart. Scripture says flatly, God opposes the proud, yeah. James 4, 6. But the Lord cannot resist the broken heart, which has experienced true repentance. He will not. He cannot stay away from repentant sinners. He says, be zealous and repent. 
Then as the door of repentance is opened by his almighty grace, he comes in and eats with the contrite ones and fills them with the joys of his friendship. I'm going to stop there. I could just keep so going. Good. It's so good. Uh, but the rest of this gets into, again, to you, what you and Doug were talking about, what repentance really is and what it's not. And uh, so that gives you a little taste. But I just thought even those first couple of opening pages were so good about God's response to true repentance. Yeah. And there was a, <clears throat> there was a Doug and had included a couple of really good quotes. Um, um, he, let's see, I think it was the, it's a Puritan uh, preacher said, God will not pardon until he sees the sinner longing to change until a man confesses sin with bitterness. It is a sign that he still loves it. Mm. A man will never leave sin until he finds bitterness in it. Mm. And you think about whatever is keeping you from repentance is because you love the sin more than you love God. And uh, that's why this whole idea of continual repentance, uh, bearing fruit in keeping with repentance, uh, listen, you're bearing fruit if you're repenting mm-hmm. uh, because God calls us to do that. I was thinking of this um, uh, great J.C. Ryle quote says, true repentance is no light matter. It is a thorough change of heart about sin, a change showing itself in godly sorrow and humiliation, mm. in heartfelt confession before the throne of grace, yeah. in a complete breaking off from sinful habits and an abiding hatred hatred i love the hatred of all sin such repentance is the inseparable companion of saving faith in christ mm-hmm. and wow. you know you think about so uh, we we kind of shared this over the last several months about how i have uh i've had to confess that uh and i've had to repent of even presenting an incomplete gospel yeah that if your gospel presentation is void of repentance it's a false gospel yeah 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 and and and, you know i'm glad you said all that and that's so convicting to me personally and and i and i want to encourage myself (laughs) and you and and the listeners hopefully it's not easy right that type of repentance that you're talking about let's let's not and I, I don't think we do, and I don't think people take it this way. But there's been plenty of times where I have repented and it hasn't been to that level of repentance. Or right. you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. How often do we really grieve over and hate our sin, truly yeah. hate it in the to the level that you just mentioned? But don't let that stop you or me <laughs> or anybody listening from still pleading with God to give us that level yeah. of repentance because it yeah. does not come naturally. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I am not, I am not naturally in sackcloth and ashes, if you will, right. over my sin. There are times when I I'm grieving about it much more than I have at other times. And it hits me like a ton of bricks, but there are also other times where frankly, I might be going through the motions a little bit with it. So I don't want people to be discouraged by thinking, Oh, I've, I, I don't always repent like that. Well, neither do I. Yeah. And yeah. but but recognizing that I think is important yeah. and asking God to change that in us yeah. 
is is where we go from there. Well, it's interesting because I we kind of started off the broadcast about talking about golf, and I'm I'm riding in the golf cart with Brian Andrews, and he and I got to talking about the importance of confessing sin, mm-hmm. having brothers close to you who could, you know, and and somewhere on that back nine we started talking about that, and I said, you know, the the problem is I I see what's happening in the world, and because it's so evil. It, it's such a contrast between the, the the holiness of God and the depravity of man, mm-hmm. and somehow I think I'm not in that uh, in that arena. Yeah. Well, I'm in that arena, right, right? Because the wages of sin is death. It's not just the wages of certain sins; it's the wages of all sin. That's right. And Christ died for that. That's right. For me. For yeah. you. Yeah. Amen. Well, we are at the end of our hour here on SWAT Radio. Glad you've been listening, and thank you for your continued